0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Here with us to get us through the Christmas holidays is the man who is the very image of Santa Claus himself, Bill Crystal. Bill, how's it going?
1: Yeah, well, you've just lost all credibility, needless to say. But <laughs> well, that's going fine. It's going fine. How are you I doing? like to
0: think of you as the Santa of conservative media because you always have a surprise for us in your little bag.
1: I just bring little gifts down the chimney, right. you know, a little... Uh, yeah, no, Obama, Obama's, President Obama's given us all if the gifts. He's the gift that keeps your, on giving. If you couldn't buy your overpriced health care on one of his wonderful exchanges, by December 23rd, you can do it on Christmas Eve. It's kind of a fun way to spend Christmas Eve, really, shopping around <laughs> on the, the dysfunctional exchanges, discovery, you know. Sort of thinking maybe you can you're still, uh, you're not going to get penalized if you were dropped from your old health care plan. If you made the mistake of buying one of the new ones earlier, it's a little unclear whether you can go back and cancel that and then get one of the... His catastrophic plans, which are, however, less good than the actual old catastrophic plans, or less good than the temporary plans that Jeff Anderson talks about in the new issue of the Weekly Standard. So it's really, it's really just a wonderful Christmas gift for all of us. Obamacare.
0: Well, think about poor Santa. You know, he's trying to be in a jolly mood, and he comes down chimney after chimney <laughs> in America. And there's some frantic mom typing away. Why can't I get this door? I've got to get logged in. It's gonna be. I'm telling you, it's gonna be. Poor the poor guy will be handing out. Uh, schnapps instead of drinking them off our tables as he's putting the gifts under our tree.
1: Santa should like take uh, President Obama's principles and He you should take back your old gift <laughs> if you you know in order to in order to give you an inferior in order to give you an inferior <laughs> new one with limited choices and some unpleasant surprises once you like accept the gift <laughs> about what you're gonna have to pay down the road. One of the things about Obamacare that really is awful, I think some of those people they're gonna tout the number of sign they got in December, which is a little more respectable than what they had before. They're still way behind what they had hoped. And I think the distribution of them is very bad in terms of, of the risk pool. But they're going to tell the number. I, I'm very curious to see how many of those people really know what they were signing up for, whether they're going to keep paying the premiums when they see what kinds of uh, inferior plans they're getting and how much it costs. They got a lot of those people thought, felt, first they know they had to sign up for something. Uh, and secondly, they probably didn't quite realize that they had to make a monthly payment for this. And It wasn't somehow just free or, you know, uh, kind of a wonderful deal. And they'll discover the copays and the deductibles and discover they didn't get the kind of insurance they wanted. I do think it's very important that Republicans come back in January with ways to address these problems, with ways to help Americans escape from Obamacare, whether it's Jeff Anderson's proposal, the Leaky Standard, whether it's the Upton Bill they passed in November to let you keep your old health insurance or let you get your old health insurance again, allow insurers to offer. Insurance plans outside of Obamacare. I, I think it's, you know, Republicans can't just sit there and say, "Oh, look what a mess." They are, you know, they control one house of Congress, and they certainly shouldn't bolster Obamacare or throw more money down that hole. So I think escaping Obamacare for me is the motto for should be the motto for Republicans in, in, in January
0: uh, the uh, NBC had a story uh, uh, last 24 hours or so talking about people who as you said were stunned to find out that they have to pay something because they've been listening to all the free healthcare talk and that's, that's the filter they get it through because they don't follow the news they don't read the weekly standard and so they're stunned and they quoted one woman I think she raises two issues which is why I'm bringing her up here on, on the holidays she's 29 years old living in Chicago an expensive town to live in she makes less than $20,000 a year. And on the one hand, the idea of her paying, and they're saying that her ballpark figure for a bronze plan would be about $250 a month, plus she'd have a $4,500 deductible, which means she'd have to spend a third of her gross income before she got any benefits. On the other hand, I think one of the things that bothers people about the entire Obama approach, and even here at Christmas, we're supposed to be thinking about charity and about giving, is that no one minds giving, no one minds helping someone out who needs some help. But when you're 29 years old and the best you can do is less than 20 grand a year as an actress. I mean, my teenage daughter works, to pay, waits tables three nights a week. She, she would, if she did it full time, make more than $20,000 a year. And I get a sense from a lot of people that, What bothers them about the entire Obamacare conversation from the beginning is the premise that somehow, no matter what lifestyle decision you make, somebody else should step in, like Santa, and deliver you what you want or need under your tree.
1: Right, and not just deliver it, but then, you know, hurt your own health insurance and your own health care, sort of to help other people. I think that's really the thing that takes it beyond the normal liberal welfare state, let's, you know, tax... Uh, the middle class to help people who are poor, some of whom are poor through no fault of their own, some of whom, like this young woman, have chosen to try to be an actress and some we should uh, you know, that's so obvious that the rest of us should be subsidizing in any great way a healthy twenty nine year old woman who probably has relatives who have some extra cash that can help her out in a pinch. Or
0: so maybe no, she can get I a job. The whole thing, the whole, What's that? Maybe she could get a job. In other words, you know, it's great to be an actress. How about jobs, actress slash waiting What's table? That ability, you think? I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't Good I don't point. think I think there was a time when Republicans had a real problem, you know, being viewed as kind of the Scrooge to keep the Christmas theme going here. Scrooge party. Are there no workhouses, etc.? But I think we've turned a corner. I think a lot of typical Americans who have, you know, who want to help their neighbors really get a sense that there's too much emphasis on trying to disconnect your behavior from your own outcome. And I think more and more they're seeing, particularly as they hear more about the subsidies for Obamacare and about truing up the math so that no matter what the, you know, you're going to get covered, even if you were irresponsible, didn't even try to sign up, you'll still get covered. And the insurance company will still be made whole. But there's a lot of people out there working to take my money and give it to other people who don't seem that vested in their own outcomes.
1: No, I think that is true. I, I've, I've had this sense myself that we've been talking about it once or twice in the last year or two. Yeah. Being a sort of um, tough-minded Republican, you know, I mean, I mean, Bush ran as a compassionate conservative in 2000, and he thought, and maybe he was right in terms of the politics of it, that the whole image of the Republican Party needs to be softened. And there is, of course, a legitimate case for compassion, but also from a political point of view, that 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 was the sort of had to be the selling point or the kind of conservatism. It could be advanced. I don't really know that that's so true anywhere. Obviously, some people do deserve compassion. God knows. And I do think Republicans need to be careful falling into the Romney trap that every, you know, some 81-year-old is on Medicare, or someone who's serving his country in the military is somehow a dependent or a taker, you know, that kind of thing, 47%. Having said all that, I think people are ready for some tough-mindedness about the, we cannot afford to sort of endlessly uh, shovel money around to people who, who are making claims on it. I mean, I, I'm, I think the food stamps debate is a good example of that. Uh, and I haven't followed it closely, and I'm not an expert on the program, God knows. But you know, the, the left is just convinced that they just—it's such an outrage. Those Republicans in the House want to cut food stamps by a very tiny amount, but which has I think tripled in the last couple of years, right? The, right. I much money we're spending on that? And I actually think that has no resonance at all among the public. I think the public thinks, "Geez, really?" I mean, of course, they might go up a little bit in a recession, but now we've had three years in which. Unemployment has come down, in which presumably the people on the number two unemployment should be approaching what it might have been in 2008 or, or 2007, and instead it's just ballooning up. The disabilities, an even worse case be where right. again the number of people disabled in America hasn't doubled or tripled in the last five six years, but I think the number of people on disability payments has gone up. Uh, I talked with someone who left the military recently. I'm very proud of the service there, and pro-military, but he said it was depressing, all the uh, briefings he got on the way out, kind of mandatory, you know, here's how you transition sure. out, here are the benefits you're entitled to, weren't just GI Bill and all that sort of stuff, some of the healthcare care things. It was all about, look, if you've had any problems in the military, you should declare them now, but you might be able to get VA benefits down the road, disability benefits. And my friend said, look, I don't, I mean, of course, everyone has, you know, Like he went through some fighting, everyone has some slight things, but he doesn't think he's fine, he's going to go out and work just like everyone else is. Oh no! You should declare this. Might be some hearing loss from being in the artillery. I mean, it's really the whole system is now. And I don't want to sound like I'm some scrooge. Who's, you know, <laughs> doesn't want God. To, the soldiers, who Marines, who fought hard to get the vote that they deserve, but the whole system is, is too biased towards just taking advantage of of the government, which in this case means taking advantage of our fellow taxpayers. And I and I think, I think the the time is ready for a pretty tough-minded look at these things. And uh, let's you know. Save the money. Spend the money on the things that, that are that's important to spend them on. But I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's certainly kind of tough there are two and, play well in
0: politics. and there are two Christmas icons I want to go to. One of them is Scrooge, and the other one is uh, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, because the story of Scrooge, you know, of course, he was overly concerned with business, and he was in mm-hmm. fact, you know, greedy and you know, flinty and etc. But when he came back, if he had announced, okay. Forget everything in the past. We're going to do Occupy, you know, uh, lending industry. Well, they would have gone out of business, and the Cratchits would have had no job because there would have been nobody productive there. The balance is to, you know, balance your... Uh, you know, interest in business and prosperity with the other values that we have, too. And the Obamacare gives us, Bill, the chance to say to people, OK, we're with you on Scrooge at the beginning. Your problem is you want to be Scrooge Obamacare and the whole thing, you, you, you don't have the management skills or the tough mindedness to make it work. And in the past, that's always been a theoretical argument that conservatives had to make. Now we have this wonderful gift that President Obama has given us of seeing how wildly the wheels can come off and how everybody can lose their health care or many people can have crappy health care because of it. Then the other example is It's a Wonderful Life, which is my least favorite uh, Christmas movie. I actually think it's evil because of its premise that people who are smart and able to do a lot should instead do less so that they can hang out with, you know, in this little community and basically be in the charity business. And I think that this is a chance to remind people, you know, if you, set market forces loose they can do great things if only george bailey had gotten out of bedford falls he could have become a international you know tycoon who built bridges in the third world and water processing plants for malaria-stricken countries yeah sure he was great for the little town there but all the other greatness that could have been done it's all there's such a the 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 temptation this time of year is to say mush-hearted mush-headed uh you know compassion is a good in and of itself and the fact is we need the mix, and uh, and and we have a we're lucky this year we get to make our case.
1: Yeah, no, I. That's right. That, that was a pretty Scrooge-like rant there, though, Michael. That yes. was impressive and uh, <laughs> very much in the spirit of the Christmas <laughs> podcast we like to have at the Weekly Standard. We actually had a piece, didn't we I think a year ago defending what's the name, of Mr. Potter from that, yes, from the From the It's a Wonderful Life movie, mm-hmm. and maybe we should have a piece of the defending Scrooge, yeah. maybe that was well, the
0: intention But, to but they, always, good. they always they always
1: the case of Scrooge. But, but no, you know, on Obamacare, I, I do want to say that I really think it's true that it ha- it coming into practice is a very big moment and potentially mm-hmm. really an inflection point in terms of the conservative critique of big government liberalism, social engineering, ex fatal conceit, the whole thing. And I think I was on some show, there was Kiswawa, I last week, and he said, Well, Bill, you know, you've spent all this time making conservative arguments against liberals. And now you don't know, have to admit that, you know, Obamacare's fighting on what discredit big government liberalism, that everything you've You've written, and I—I mean, he thought that I I just—he was being—he wasn't being nasty, but I think he sort of thought that was a little bit of like a rebuke to all of us who made these arguments. (laughs) And I was perfectly happy to accept that point, just the way real-existing socialism in Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union did more to destroy the claims that socialists could figure out how to have central planning of the economy than all the critiques of Hayek, Friedman, and everyone else. So with Obamacare, and we need to really make this a moment and really say this is not just obama was you know wasn't paying close attention or right or the insurance markets are particularly confusing this is big government was both in its uh, incompetence and in its bad economic effects and in its inequities what we were talking about earlier and in the general way a the drama boy it just infantilizes the whole country and makes everyone a kind of dependent you know sort of a self-satisfied dependent on the state instead of a you know, self-responsible person.
0: I don't know what to say because I, I have a onesie waiting for me under my Christmas tree right now and I feel kind you know, of I, bad now.
1: I mean, can we ever say the word onesie again? Not that we could <laughs> say the word onesie before with much seriousness, but can we ever say the word onesie again? I, I have these little grand twins and I, I, I think exactly. occasionally I think we're onesies, but now I'll never be able to look at those onesies <laughs> without thinking of pajama boy, you know?
0: Uh, the uh, the message they're one, is they're one
1: years old I didn't know the people over one or three years old were one I've, you know, I've never just seen an, an adult of, uh, it shows how out of touch with the culture I am
0: even the guys on Duck Dynasty have gotten past wearing the big <laughs> you know, long what are they called union suits where they had the flaps in the back I mean right. come on It's right, right. everything is upside down mm. this year for Christmas well Bill Crystal thanks so much for joining us for this uh, Christmas edition of the Weekly Standard Podcast please be sure to check out weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates I'm your host Michael 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 Graham.